Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. Today we have a couple of things, quite a few things to run down. A lot of stuff was happening in the gaming world. But I guess before all of that, I I did kind of want, want to mention that I know I was talking about me getting back into streaming. And that is still the plan. I still want to get back into streaming. Uh, I might stream tomorrow. I will obviously make a post about it or something of that sort on Instagram, on all the social media channels of mine. So just keep a lookout for that. I'm still trying to decide what to play. I might just kind of jump into New World since I have been enjoying that game and I feel like I need, I just need to dedicate a couple of hours or even like the streaming hours to just kind of going through that game, leveling up, kind of getting a better understanding of what else is in that game. I am 17 hours in, so it feels weird saying that I still need to get a better feel of what's happening in that game. But of course, it is an MMO, sort of MMO light, I should say. But it being that, it does mean that I need to, you you do need to spend a lot of time in that game to be able to fully understand what it has to offer. I haven't done any dungeons slash raids, whatever you want to call them. I haven't done any, you know, strikes type of stuff there. I, I just haven't done much in it, right? It's just been do- going from one place to another, completing missions. And I feel like I am definitely missing out a on a, on a big chunk of that game. So I, I definitely want to do that. I definitely want to get back in. So I might stream that or I might play some Splitgate. I might check out this really cool looking horror card game called Inscription. Lots of cool games. So, you know, th- there's no shortage of games when it comes to all that. If there's a game that you want me to play, let me know. But de- definitely keep a lookout on that. I wanted to kind of start off just letting you know that, yes, that is still on the docket. And yes, I will be coming back to streaming. Now, let's go back, talk about some of the stuff that has happened this week. I think the first thing is just today we had a PlayStation State of Play. It was a third party State of Play, so third party games only. Overall, I mean, it was 20 minutes long, first of all, I should say that. Overall, a cool State of Play. It didn't really, it, it's not going to wow everyone. But when you see the games, you will say, you know what? That's pretty cool. I have a PS5. I look forward to those games. I'm assuming those games will run better because a lot of those games do come out on PS4. I should say that. But at, at the same time, it is still exciting to just see new games being announced for your console, right? I think that's, at the end of the day, that's all we want. We just want new, awesome, fun games for us to be able to play. One of the biggest ones, I guess, was... Little Devil Inside, this was a game that was shown at the PlayStation 5 showcase way back, almost uh, more than a year ago. And it looked cool. It looked interesting. They made, they, they said it was going to be released in 2021, I believe. At somewhere in some, some news outlets were saying it was going to come out on July or in July 2021. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, they still haven't really given a release date yet, but they showed some gameplay. They showed what it looked like. And it looks interesting. I actually don't know what to think because I just thought it was a third-person action-adventure game a la Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, kind of like that. But when they showed this gameplay, there was this map overworld 
And then there was this, you know, third person action adventure part of it. So I don't know, they haven't really, they didn't really do a good job of explaining what we are doing most of the time. Like, are we on the map or world most of the time? And then it's only small sections where we're in game or vice versa. Like it, it wasn't explained properly, but I get that they wanted to show how the gameplay looks, what it looks like uh, in a way. So it, it still is interesting. I still am looking forward to it, but again, we don't know when it's going to come out. So who knows at this point, it might even be pushed to 2023 with everything that's happening when it comes to most of the delays coming and, and all these games coming out in 2022. I won't be surprised if certain developers, certain games are just going to say, you know what, let's just go into 2023. There's just too many games in 2022 thanks to all the delays, especially for February. The next game is Bug Snacks the Isle of Big Snacks. So this is basically a free update to the to Bug, Bug Snacks. That was a game that was the first PS Plus game that we got on PlayStation 5. I remember, I, I do have some weird nostalgia with that game. I know it's only been a year. It's not even been a year. But for whatever reason, I just remember getting my PS5, playing through Astrobot, and then downloading Bug Snacks, even though I obviously, of course, I had Sackboy, I had Demon Souls, I had Spider-Man Miles Morales, but Bugsnax was just one of those games that I was like, oh, it's free on PS Plus. It looks interesting. Right now, I only have four to five games solely on my PS5, the games that were meant for my PS5 tech, even though, again, like I said, I know some of those games were on PS4 as well. But overall, the idea is that these are the games that are meant for my PS5. I'm always going to play through all of them. And Bugsnax was one of those games. And I did have a good good time with that game. It was pretty interesting. It was it was actually pretty fun. Like again, like I didn't think too much of it. I was like, yeah, like it's cool. But like as I when I saw this trailer and there were the the announcement that there's gonna be a, a new uh, a free update where they will add like a bunch of stuff. It seems like there will be a lot. It seems like it's almost like story elements that are being added, if I'm not mistaken. But it looks really cool, and it's coming out next year, and it's in 2022, and it will be a free update as well. So I am I'm weirdly excited about this game. I will check it out. I don't know, obviously, if I if I'll actually dive deep, but if it's a free update, you know what? Might as well. The other one is Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Uh, this is a game that launches later this year. It should have come out by now. It's October thirty first, almost. I don't see. I don't get why they haven't released it yet. But it's a horror game based on Five Nights at Freddy's. Like I, I don't really find it that interesting. It didn't really show me anything, you know, new. Or amazing the five nights freddy concept was really cool when it was first when it first came out especially with youtubers and stuff like that that was kind of the whole thing youtubers would play that game going through all those cameras everything like that get scared like look at the reaction put on youtube and that was like a thing i feel like now with everything that twitch has become everything that youtube has become everything that podcast spotify all this everything that we have achieved in the gaming industry or or the gaming consumption industry in a sense it just i don't know it from to me this game is just a few years too late uh, and like again like i could be completely wrong there could be a huge five nights at freddy's fan base that is just you know yearning for this game they just really really want this game to come in so they can just dedicate weeks and weeks just playing this game that's very possible but from from what i can tell what i can see i just do not see this game being it's like a, a crazy kind of a you know take the world by storm kind of a thing it could I don't see that happening, but again, something that I wasn't interested in. If you were interested in it, please definitely go online, go on YouTube or something like that and check it out because the trailer was pretty long. It was surprisingly long. Uh, the uh, next one is Star Ocean. 
the divine force, the divine forces, or I think it's just the divine force. But it is again, like it's a, for, a, I'll start off with, it's coming to PS4 and PS5. Again, a lot of these, we'll see a lot of these. I think most of them are coming on both systems, uh, coming on in 2022. And it's basically the next entry in Star Ocean, which is an action RPG game. And again, it looks cool. I've never played a Star Ocean game. I have seen stuff pop up on Netflix for Star Ocean, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen pop stuff pop up on Star Ocean or, or whatever on, on my gaming consoles. I don't know if it was my PS3 or PS4 or what, but I have seen it pop up here and there. So I know that there is a big, you know, it is a, it is a well-known franchise. You know, I don't know how well it, it, how well it does. I don't know if it's like the Persona or Final Fantasy kind of level or Dragon Quest kind of a level, but it looks cool. I don't honestly, I have not, I don't have a lot that I can add to it or say just because JRPGs is something that I'm still kind of working toward to kind of getting into. I've tried Dragon Quest Eleven. I've tried, it's probably, it is Eleven, right? The one that came out most recently. Yeah, like Dragon Quest Eleven. I've almost finished Final Fantasy Seven Remake. I still haven't finished it, which is which I know it's bad, but I'm slowly going through that. I put in like 20, 30 hours in Persona 5, but it was so long that I just never finished it. So like, it's not that I don't enjoy JRPGs, it's just that I don't know, like it just, I, I it, because of the length of these games, I'm never able to fully commit myself to these games, especially when you have so many amazing games coming at the same time. But you never know, right? I think that also says that maybe those stories just don't grab me, right? Sometimes, I, I we talked about this last week, that it's okay sometimes to stop playing a game if you don't want to play something. It's okay to work on your backlog and maybe go to a game that you're interested in. Or similarly, if the game is in your backlog and you're not interested in it, maybe you'll never be interested in that game, right? It's something that we need to come to terms with. And I think that's kind of the thing that I'm kind of looking into or like realizing about myself with these games. So I'm not going to promise that I'm going to play this game, but I will be interested in knowing what people think about it. And maybe, you know, if it gets 10 out of 10 from everywhere, I might check it out. You know, I, at that point, I might as well. Next one, I feel like I should recommend everyone to buy uh, is Death Door. This is a game that I've been playing on Xbox. I haven't finished it. I know. I know. We've talked about the backlog stuff, but really, really fun, awesome, top-down action RPG-ish sort of. It's more, I, I would say it's more kind of geared. It's more towards, you know, Demon Souls or Dark Souls, but top-down, uh, but really cool aesthetic, but not as tough in certain instances it's not gonna it's not gonna destroy you that way the music is just amazing i mean i've said i've talked about this game so much already but main thing is definitely it's coming out on ps4 and ps5 so if you're a sony console owner definitely check this out if you have an xbox or a pc you should already be playing this if you're a switch owner i'm sorry i'm sorry at that point just tell nintendo that you need a switch pro soon hopefully uh, and then maybe these games can come your way as well. But at the moment, this is just on everything except the Nintendo Switch. The The next one is a game called Death Wars. And it's basically, I, I remember checking out this game called Let It Die on PS4 because it had a cool aesthetic. It looked cool. And it was like a free-to-play game, which I didn't understand. I'm like, how can this game be free-to-play just because of what they were showing? And I never really liked it. It was basically like this. You're like almost in a, it's like a tower fighting kind of a mode. You're, it's like a third-person action game, but in Let It Die, the idea was that you're kind of making your way through levels and you're fighting like these enemies. And these enemies, obviously, if they kill you, you start from the beginning. So it has that, it has that roguelike element. Um, I don't know where the microtransactions come in because, again, it's free to play, right? So they have to make some money somewhere. But like, again, like I was, I, I don't, I didn't, never really got into it. I checked it out. And basically, this one is 
a new entry is free to play and it's PvPVE combat. So I think they're going more towards trying to like go for that multiplayer, you know, bleeding edge. I, I know bleeding edge was successful, but kind of like that bleeding edge. I should have said Halo Infinite or or whatever, but you get what I'm saying. They're trying to go for like a different kind of crowd with this one. And obviously adding the E, the enemy element, that's pretty cool with the PvPVE. So again, it looks cool. It's free to play. So I do not see why I wouldn't check this out. But like, yeah, it, it could be fun. Uh, the other one is Kingdom King of Fighters uh, 15. The beta starts next month. Looks cool. I played King of Fighters like way back when I was a kid. Uh, I remember trying one of the games out. Like it was uh, it was at a friend's place. And it was cool, but I would always just go back to Tekken. So I'll definitely check out this beta if it's, if it's readily available. I, I do want to see how this fighting game runs because I just love fighting games in general. But you know what? Let, let's see it, right? Let's see what happens. This next one is pretty cool because this is a game that's coming out next week on PS Plus and it's called First Class Trouble and it's basically Among Us, you know, those mafia games that we play with, like we've been playing. I, 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 should, I should say Among Us, not Mafia because I feel like that will confuse people because we have a Mafia open world game. But let's stick with Among Us. Basically, it's a, it's a full-on 3D third-person Among Us video game. It looks really cool. Uh, the game ran really weird, in my opinion. It ran really kind of stuttery and stuff, at least in the gameplay they showed us. I'm hoping this is that was being played on the PS4. I don't know, but it is coming out on PS Plus, so if you're a PlayStation owner, you should check it out. And if you love Among Us, which I know like a, a lot of people do, this is the perfect game. This looks cool. I want to see how they are able to kind of you know, do that whole aspect of Among Us where you talk to each other. So, you know, you, you kind of like type in stuff to each other to kind of tell someone that, hey, I think it's this person. Or, hey, I think it's that person. So I want to see how they kind of work that in into a console exactly. But it could be fun. I think I'll definitely play this game with a, with a few friends of mine because this seems like the perfect kind of Among Us game. Among Us is fun, but there's obviously, it's, it's, it is lacking in a sense, right? There's, there's stuff that I wish was there like to make it just more, I don't know, just more grandiose, I guess, right? Just give it that cool, like, you know, scary kind of a feeling that you, you can't trust anyone, anything like that. And I think this game can possibly do that. So we'll see what happens. And the last game was We Are OFK. This is a game coming to PS5 and PS4 in 2022. And it's basically a story-based adventure game. I think it's basically like a, um, what would you call that? Like a point, not, not necessarily a point-and-click one, but sort of point and click, I guess, but it, it is kind of you going through dialogue options and stuff like that. And it's basically following the band called OFK. I've never heard of them, but apparently they're dropping an EP next year. And this is going to be kind of accompanying that. And each chapter or episode in this game is kind of has, has one of those songs, one of their songs in that EP. But basically like it, it looked interesting. I would have, you know, I would have totally gotten it if it was like a band, I think. I knew, I, I don't know if this is a well-known band. I'm going to research. I'm going to check, the, check them out a little bit later. But like, if it was a band that I knew, I'll be like, oh, that's pretty cool, right? right? Kind of like the Radiohead thing that we saw a while back. But because it's like a band that I've never heard of, I'm like, wait, you're like a band that's up and coming. It's a literally indie pop band. How did you make this game? Are you computer developers on the side? Like who, who like what, what happened? Like how did you get to the point where there's a game coming out before your EP as well or whatever, right? But either way, like that's beside the point. It looks interesting either way and, and it's going to come out next year. So maybe that might interest someone, someone out there. Overall, you know, interesting uh, state of play. I, I don't think it was mind-blowing, but at the same time, you know, they, they showed what they promised. They said it's going to be third-party games. 
they weren't gonna be announcing any you know wolverine part two even though wolverine one hasn't come out they weren't gonna be announcing infamous you know a god of war ragnarok release date but at the end of the day it was a fun experience i'm just looking forward to them maybe sony maybe having a proper playstation showcase event in december maybe you know who knows because playstation right now just does what they want right so who knows what might happen but i'm i'm excited for the prospect for what we can what we potentially will see in the next year not even next year i should say just in the next few months november december january four months oh my god that's gonna be ridiculous okay so the next thing is warner brothers have a smash brothers like game coming out with you know all your favorite characters from the warner brothers franchises like shaggy batman you know rick and morty i think even ron i think ron and harry are also in it are, are in this from harry potter but yeah, i mean i i i have read and I've listened to other people talk about this, about this new story. And usually I turn out to do that, especially when I'm talking about my, on my own podcast. Uh, but in this case, a lot of people seem to be quite wary, which I get, which I totally understand because we don't know the developer that's working on this. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people aren't discussing or getting excited for this enough. Like the Nick, Nicktoons or the Nickelodeon All-Stars game that just came out has been doing pretty well. In terms of the reception of that game, right? In terms of how the game plays, I know there's a lot of stuff missing. The, the people that made the game, the developers, they just did not have that money to be able to kind of give it the full love they, they could. But with what they had, they were able to produce a really, really fun game. A game that I definitely want to check out, especially if I knew my friends would be down to play, the, play that game. I would have bought that in an instant. I just have held off because my Smash Brothers game has been just collecting dust at this point. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait. But this this looks cool. This this is fun. I want more companies to try this. I want Sony to go back to the PlayStation Battle All, Battle Royale All Stars, whatever whatever it was called. I wanted to go back to that and and maybe revive that in some way. I want even like Ubisoft to maybe do something. You know, bring in um Ezio with Altair with with Sam Fisher. I don't know. Just bring in everyone, right? I want I want even I, I was gonna say Naughty Dog, but I was like, wait, that's part of Sony either way. But you get what I'm saying, right? It could be a fun experience. It could actually be pretty cool. Just kind of have all these, you know, different characters interact from different worlds. I know it won't make sense, but if it's fun, if it plays well, if it stays true to those characters, I think that's all that matters, right? Like it, it should be about having fun. It shouldn't be about, oh no, Batman cannot be in this game. It, it no, it is, Batman's too serious, too moody. No, you cannot put him in this game. It's going to ruin the character. We cannot look, look at Batman anymore. We're not going to watch... Robert Pattinson is Batman anymore. Like, you know, that I don't think I don't think people will be like that because I feel like, you know, this could actually be genuinely be fun. And I feel for I feel like anyone like myself who, you know, enjoys their properties, this is like, yeah, that's cool. Like I'll check that out. I'll check that. Obviously, I wanna make sure that I have friends who play this game with. Like I said, this, these games are more fun when you play with people. But at the same time, it looks interesting. I, I'm pretty excited about it. If it does happen, like, let's see what happens. And let's see when it actually comes out. Actually, at this point, when it comes to game releases, I I don't know. I feel like I'll be like, yeah, that makes sense for this game to come out next year. And they'll be like, yep, it's coming out 2025. It's like, okay, like, you know what? Don't even talk about the game until like 2024 at this point. The next thing, the next topic I kind of wanted to cover really quickly is whether or not this year is the year of eights. Because I've been seeing that a lot for a lot of games, you know, and these are games that I would be, you know, coming from news outlets that I go to quite frequently. And any any game, especially like any game that comes out that people are excited for, people are interested in learning more about, people aren't sure, you know, because I feel like the 9 and the 10 is like, you know what? Yep, I want to check this game out. 
seven and a six or seven and below. I I know actually you know what I should say seven and a six is like okay I'm interested in that property. I'll check that game out if that game's on a sale or like a deep sale, right? And then obviously below six is like yeah you know what I'm gonna skip this. I don't think this is worth it unless for some magical reason I I just get this game for free and I'll check it out or something like that. I think that's kind of how we've broken this down. You can let me know if that's not how it is, but that's kind of what I I feel like. That's how I feel it's broken down. Eight is in that weird spot. Eight is in that weird spot where we're excited about a game, but we're like, should I buy this game now? Should I buy this game later? Like, what should I do? Nine, it'll be a now. Seven, yeah, I'll buy it later. Eight is when you're like, okay, so that didn't answer my question. And I've been noticing that this is happening quite a bit this year. I've again like eight is not bad. Eighty percent. I wish I was getting that those kind of grades in my high school and in my undergrad or whatever, and even in my masters actually. But either way, that's besides the point. Let's not talk about my grades. The thing is that at the end of the day, eights are pretty good. But when it comes to you purchasing something, especially something that costs a lot of money, like seventy dollars, sixty dollars, whatever, or whatever, you know, around that point, I keep confusing Canadian dollars and USD. That's why I have to kind of pause for a second. But either way, right? When it comes to like. In deciding whether or not you will spend that much money, you want to be sure. You want to be either it's a seven, so I can I can save my money and wait for a sale, or it's a nine or a ten, so I can I can go out and buy it now and not feel bad if the game goes on sale in like a few months because I bought a nine out of ten game and it was amazing. Eight out of ten is just so tough for anyone to justify to themselves whether or not they should get it. Eight out of ten is like that thing of like, okay, wait, but do I wait on a sale because some people are giving it. Other reviews. Some people are saying it's good, but at the same time, people are saying it's not good. And I've just noticed that happening a lot this year. There's a lot of games like Guardians of the Galaxy, like the House of Ash. I know it's House of Ashes. The the Madame Medan game, right? The the recent one, the anthology series from the people that made Until Dawn. Even I, no, actually Nickelodeon wasn't wasn't that much. But I was trying to think about other other ones. I think even Far Cry Six got an eight, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think um, New World New World probably got like around a seven. But okay, I feel like I should have done a bit more research into the games that got an eight. But you get what I'm saying. A lot of games, a lot of games got eights this year. So it just comes down to okay, like what do you what do you do? What do you do to kind of be able to make a decision on these games? Now, of course, I totally understand that you know these these reviewers and everything like that. For them, it's the same thing on their side. They're probably thinking the same thing that yeah, this is a really great game, but I can't say that it's a nine, but I can't say there's a seven. And it's that it's that weird thing because I feel like a lot of reviewers also know that a lot of reviewers know that if it's a seven or below, then it kind of goes into that weird territory of whether or not you know. Then you kind of start questioning what the game is actually worth or how good the game is. Where if it's a nine or a ten, then you gotta be able to back your words up. You gotta be able to back it up by saying, yeah, like this is a nine or a ten because of this, or this is a ten out of ten because of this reason. But when it's an eight, it's like yeah, it's in the middle, and it kind of comes back on to the people that are consuming the reviews. The people that want those games, and then it comes back down to us of like, hey, I mean, if you like this, you should check it out. And you know, us as consumers, we're like, um, wait, what? I thought you know, I'm here to get some idea of whether or not this will be worth my money. So I, I again, like, it's kind of both sides, right? I totally get it on the reviewer side, and I also totally get it on the consumer side. So as I was saying, obviously, I just kind of brought up the the website on my side, but you know, Age of Empires also got a four. Like I said, the House of Ashes got a. Uh, eight. I'm not a four. Sorry, Age of Pirates four got an eight. Uh, Rift Breaker got an eight. I think uh, Back for Blood got an eight. You know, like I obviously I'm just kind of quickly going up. Far Cry six got an eight. Um, okay, yeah, that's I'm gonna stick with the Pathfinder got an eight. Otherwise, the 
DLC got an eight, but you get what I'm saying, right? A lot of games got an eight. A lot of these games that you might be on the on the fence for. These are the these are those kinds of games, right? These are those kinds of games where you're like, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'll be interested in this game. But if this game gets a really good review, then yeah, I probably will check it out. And that's kind of where I just wanted to bring that this topic up, or just kind of talk about it, or just kind of get an idea, or even send get an idea of what everyone else thinks is whether we should whether there needs to be a better you know way of describing these kinds of games or just a better way to kind of maybe we have to move away from this numbered system for for reviewing games i know a lot of people kind of jump to that a lot of people don't read it i'm i've fallen to that too i also do that and i know that's a big fault on my side as well i should also improve myself in that sense and actually read through these reviews but i do rely a lot more on youtube reviews just because i like that visual aspect i like being able to listen to someone whilst i'm doing something else so that's just kind of me but at the same time, you know, it's the, it's just the same thing of like at the end of the day, Guardians of the Galaxy has been getting really great reviews, sort of like there it's like around the eight area. But there are people who are praising this game like crazy and saying that, yeah, this is amazing. This is like at the same level as Spider-Man. But at the same time, on the other end, people are saying that, yeah, this is just, you know, meh. But then, you know, same people will say, people will be saying the same thing about Far Cry 6 of, yeah, Far Cry 6 is more far more far cry which is not bad and it's really fun but then other people will be like you know what it's actually not that fun it's just more of the same and it's not really doing anything new so as a consumer it's like okay so does this mean that we just wait for a sale does this mean that we just kind of hope for the best we like it do we just kind of really you know use that amazon return policy and play a game for a little bit and see if we like it and if we don't we return it like i don't know right i don't know i don't have the right answers for this it was just something that I noticed and I wanted to bring it up and wanted to see if anyone else was noticing this, if anyone else has ideas of what can be done or if anything needs to be done. Maybe it's just, you know what, if it's an eight, it's an eight. It's up to you. It's up to you at that point. You want to buy it now? Perfect. You want to buy it when it's on a sale? Buy it on a sale. Maybe that's like the sweet spot. I'm, I just want to get more clarity of these, the eight just seems as that, as that area or as that number for me that when someone doesn't know whether they're like, yeah, I like this game. I don't know if I can give it a nine. I, I don't know if I'll, I can give it a seven. And it's not even that it's an eight, but it's like, you know what? They just put it in the middle. Just put it in the middle for now. Like we'll deal with it later kind of a thing. It, that's just kind of like how I get, I feel just because of the number of eights. Like I said, I'm pretty sure if anyone just goes through the reviews for games throughout the year, a lot of the games, especially games and stuff that we, you were looking forward to will have an eight next to them. This is just like, again, like you can check this out. I'm not making this up or anything like that. Again, Kenna as well. Got an eight. Eastward got an eight. I'm just going through this like right now at the same time. But you get what I'm saying. Let me check this out. I definitely would want to learn or know more about what you think about that. Uh, the next thing I quickly want to talk about this. We won't have a lot of time to talk about the games that I have been playing. But it was the Halo Infinite campaign and the overview gameplay thing that they did. And it looked really good. It looked like Far Cry, but more interesting, obviously, in a Halo universe. And that we haven't seen before. See, this is kind of the cool thing, right? Like if a game, another game kind of adopts that Far Cry kind of a map or template, it works in that instance because it hasn't been done in that universe. Whereas with Far Cry, it's been done, you know, more than six times now. So I feel like Halo that way, it looks cool. It looks good. It looks really fun to like play. I'm pretty excited about this. The story is, I I'm a little bit lost. Uh, I have played every single Halo game. I played, you know, even ODST Reach as well. I've played every single game. And up till three, yeah, up till three, I was pretty well worse in terms of what was happening. Halo 3 ODST was cool. I kind of lost track of what was happening, but you kind of get the gist of it. Halo Reach as well kind of explains everything to you in a sense. You kind of know it's kind of prequel, all that stuff. It's cool. Halo 4, I had no clue what was happening. 
Halo 5, the same thing. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't even talk about the marketing strategy and the marketing stuff they did and the ads, but I think it's a well-known thing that no one had a clue what was happening and the story just kind of lost track. So Halo Infinite, um, I, I was hoping that they would kind of, you know, help us retrace our steps, get us back here, let us know, by the way, this is all that's happened in, in the past. Maybe they do do that in the beginning of the game, but just let us know, look at, look at what's happened so far. This is what's happened so far. This is what's happening here. This is the main villain. Let's get him. Okay. But like, obviously right now it's still kind of like up in the air in terms of what I saw in that gameplay overview trailer. Maybe that's because they don't want to reveal the story stuff. Maybe that's what they're going for. And they just want to show what the campaign looked like, especially since people were worried that, you know, it might not be ready for, for release around December. But either way, it looked really good. It looked really fun. I'm really excited for it. I, I'm like, I was ready to kind of jump into Halo and first get into the multiplayer and start playing that immediately with my friends. But after seeing that, I'm like, no, you know what? I'm gonna download the Halo campaign on my Xbox, put it, put my, have my surround sound set up, everything set up, you know, have, you know, a protein shake or something, whatever. I, I know, I you, I feel like people will say like, you know, some sort of, you know, alcoholic beverage or or something like that. But like in my case, I, I am on a diet right now. So I feel like I gotta stay healthy, but you get what I'm saying. Have that nice comforting food next to you, have the controller in your hand, start playing that game and just kind of get, you know, immersed into that. And it'll be, it'll just be such a wonderful time. So I'm really, really looking forward to the Halo Infinite campaign. I, quickly, I will actually just talk about Far Cry 6 because I have mentioned that a couple of times. Um, Far Cry 6, I have played around six hours of that game. And initially I was really enjoying it. And I honestly, honestly, just based off of the conversation we had last week, I am, I'm, I'm just kind of like losing enjoyment. I'm not really fully able to kind of get into it. I was, I, I shouldn't say that exactly because it's not that I can't get into it, right? I am able to understand what I'm doing. I understand the story. I understand, you know, the gameplay mechanics and everything like that, but it's just not pulling me in. It just feels very bland in terms of the mission structure, in terms of you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta do that. At the same time, it has that typical Ubisoft jank where there will be stuff breaking for whatever reason. I don't know why, but you know, sometimes a mission marker might not work. Sometimes an AI that you're supposed to be following, it just stops running, just stops, just kind of starts going in circles. So it has like weird stuff like that happening there, which obviously does, you know, ruin your enjoyment of the game. But at the same time, it's just every time there's a new mission, I'm in, in deep down, I keep thinking, is, it, is this going to be different? Is this going to be different? But at the same time, it's always the same idea, same concept of go here, sneak in, obviously, if you want to sneak in, kill some baddies and everything like that, pick up a thing, maybe do something there, whatever, and come back. And that's just kind of what's been happening again and again. And I get it. I get that this is something that a lot of people do, you know, enjoy. People like might play this game and just kind of, you know, for that essentially to be able to kind of tone it out and put a podcast on, just play through Far Cry. I get that. But right now when there's other amazing games like Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I just started playing on my Nintendo Switch, you know, when there's amazing games like that out there that are asking for your attention, I just cannot justify this to myself. So I'm going to, obviously I'm still going to give it another try just to kind of see what it does. If I feel anything, if I still want to keep going, but I've kind of told myself that, you know what, if I don't feel it, I don't feel it. That's it. There's no point. There's no reason to force yourself with this stuff. Video games are supposed to be giving you enjoyment. They're not supposed to be a chore. They're not supposed to be work. And at the moment, Far Cry 6 feels like work to me. On the other end, 
one game did not feel like work, which was Metroid Dread. I just finished that game. It took me like around 10 hours or so. And what a game. It just, I, 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 I love that game. I really, really love that game. I cannot believe I was never into the Metroid franchise, that IP at all. And now I just want to fully immerse myself in that. I want to play Metroid Prime. I want to play Metroid Fusion. I want to play Metroid Zero Mission. I want to just, I might try Sam's Returns. I, you just give me everything on Metroid you can because Metroid Dread was awesome. The gameplay was amazing. The boss fights were amazing. The way it would not tell you what to do, but you would somehow find out what you had to do. Just simply amazing. Like not once did I have to use a guide or anything like that. And that's not like, I'm not trying to like to my own horn or anything like that. Like that's because this is a game, which is a Metroidvania game, a Metroid game. The idea that you unlock stuff and it doesn't tell you where to go and you have to figure out where you need to go. But the game is structured in a way where you'll know where to go. Like uh, when I say, trust me, you'll know where to go. Just trust me, you'll know where to go. And it just, it will, everything will just make sense. So Metroid Dread, yeah, one of my favorite games of the year. I'm so glad I played the game. I, you know, I would, if they make DLC, please make the, I don't know how they can, but make more DLC or make Metroid Dread 2 and I'll, I'll buy that game too. Just, just give me more of this. I want more of this game because it was simply fantastic. And that shows you that sometimes, you know, a game that is 10 hours long might cost the same amount as, you know, a 60 USD game. But if it's 10 hours of awesomeness, of awesome fun, that you come out feeling like the way I do, that's worth a lot more than a $60 game that you're struggling to go through. You put like six, seven hours in and it's like a 20 or 30 hour journey and you're just not enjoying that journey. So that's just kind of like, that's in my TED talk, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much everyone for joining. It really means a lot. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. Uh, message me on Instagram about what you thought about the episode. If there's any games you want me to play on Twitch, like I said, follow me on Instagram, specifically uh, Instagram, because that's kind of where I post more most often. So I will be posting there when I'll be going live and, and playing on Twitch and stuff like that. But if this game you want me to play on Twitch, let me know. Otherwise, I'll just kind of go with the flow and see what pops up on my uh, on my on my library. I might even check out Age of Empires 4 because it's got an eight, but I have it on Game Pass. So see, that's a perfect way. It's an eight, but it's technically free because it's on Game Pass. So might as well check it out this way. Maybe they'll make Guardians of the Galaxy free in some way in the, in the future. I don't know. I, I might check that game out. I, I'm kind of in between with that game. But thank you, everyone. And I'll see you next time. Bye.